What's going on, T-Squad? We are back with the season premiere of season two of Reality, and we are back with my co-host, Didi and Carmela. What's going on? What's good? What's good? What's good? <laughs> Not much. Just living. <laughs> and we are back with part two of WAP, and today we have two new special guests, Haley Reamer and Sharia Gibson. So if Haley and Sharia would like to introduce themselves, starting off with Haley. Yeah, hey, I'm so happy to be here. I am Haley. I'm from Mobile, Alabama originally. I went to school at Tulane in New Orleans. I studied um, women and gender studies and also theater and English. So I generally kind of tend to work along content creation at like an intersectional feminist lens. That's kind of my thing. Um, I do theater now I'm in New York and I create theater as well as like digital media content. Um, and I write and act um, usually content about women and uh, feminism. So very oh. happy to be here. Very happy to be talking to you and excited for this conversation. Okay, so we have a real built-in feminist in the building, baby. Okay. <laughs> Hopefully, I don't know. We'll see. Sharia? Hello, everyone. I am Sharia. I am originally from Birmingham, Alabama, but I am currently residing in Montgomery. Um, I am a graduate of Auburn University, Montgomery. I got my bachelor's degree in criminal justice. I am a member of the prestigious Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated. I am a Virgo. My birthday is in two weeks. And yeah, as uh, far as my occupation, I am part owner of a very prestigious, I guess you could say, hardware store, which is not in my field at all, but we'll get in that a little bit later. Okay, okay. Haley, what's your zodiac sign? I'm a Libra, so oh. we're next to each other on October 4th. Super, super emotional. Yeah. <laughs> You're super emotional and indecisive. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So last time uh, we did talk about like body positivity and, you know, like different aspects of like women. So like Haley, you said that you live in New York now. So what exactly are you um, like? How do you see the differences in women, you know, in New York and compared to you being in Mobile? Like, do you feel like there's some similarities or do you feel like life is just completely anew? Yeah. Um. Well, it's been a while since I've lived in Mobile, but I was there for quarantine for a little bit. So um, it was like the most concentrated period I've been home since like graduating high school. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think that overarching like issues with gender equality are pretty uh, national and also global. So it's not like, you know, New York City is like a haven um, in utopic standards, you know, it's not perfect. Um, it's definitely different though. I think that like there are a lot of like, southern culture standards that um inherently have women like mostly in the home or mostly like not being the primary like breadwinner or whatever that tends towards like this culture of um you know it's like you can be a mother and a housewife um but I think we're branching out of that and I think that like in New York City I think there's definitely a lot more opportunity for women a lot more um like for example when we went to high school there was like not I didn't take a gender studies class, right? Like I didn't learn, we didn't learn about like feminism um, and seeing kids like grow, growing up in New York. Sometimes I work with high school students there. They like are learning about this stuff and like have been for years. And so it's like, I think it's an infrastructure difference. It's like they have things set up there to kind of like introduce these ideas earlier and like set people up for um, success. And like, I think education is a huge part of it. Do you feel like 
you know, well, fun fact, Haley and I used to be in band in high school, but yeah. um, <laughs> you feel like, you know, New York, <clears throat> do you feel like women, you know, if they were to like move from the South to like other places, they would get more opportunity? Or do you feel like, you know, sometimes they can still make a better lifestyle in the South? Oh, absolutely. You can make a better lifestyle. So I, I mean, I know women who live in the South. Um, my mom is a powerful woman who is like making change there. And I think that it's like about where your head's at. And like, and I think it's really powerful to be in a place that's kind of at odds with um, some of the things that isn't as advanced in like any of these things as New York is because you're actually like doing the work that needs to happen. And I think it's like really necessary um to like be in a place that's like maybe not as easy to be in as a woman um but doing the work that's necessary to kind of like change that for for future women do you feel like the the usual um I guess like goal posts set up for women in the south like marriage and kids by 25 or something like that yeah you feel like it's the same in New York City do you see women following that same timeline or do you think the timeline in New York is different I think it's super different that's yeah that's a huge thing that's a good point I think that yeah everyone I know that's like married with kids is from Alabama or like my life in Alabama (laughs) in the south you know um and it's like people are on the computer and maybe it's because it's like New York is a space with like creatives and like people that you know it's like just different goals mm-hmm. and maybe that's it but I also super think that it's like if you have more opportunities and you're like oh maybe instead of having kids right now I could you know pursue this um this like school or this career opportunity um and it's not like your whole world I think that definitely makes a difference so yeah. yes <laughs> what about you Sharia you know you live in Alabama still in Montgomery I don't think I mean like in the south it's I feel like it's going to be the same as far as like that gender roles, that specific woman belongs here um, type of deal. So I don't think that it's any different. What do you mean? Like, you don't think it's any different? Do you, what do you mean? You mean like, you don't think it's different in New York or you think, can you elaborate? I think New York is very different from here. I'm talking about like far as Mobile in Montgomery, it's no different. I feel like it's still Alabama. It's still the same. Yeah. Yeah. But do you think like Mobile is a little bit more of a, like a, bigger city than Montgomery or do you feel like they're neck and neck I've never been in Mobile so I can't speak on it but I know that Montgomery is very country compared to where I'm from mm-hmm. like I'm from the city of Birmingham and Montgomery for this to be the capital I was honestly taken aback Underwhelmed. I mean <laughs> I was yeah. expecting <laughs> yes for, I was just not just not you know I couldn't <laughs> believe it so Yikes! I can only imagine how far behind Montgomery is from New York, honey. I could just <laughs> oh my god, they're not even <laughs> in the same world. <laughs> not yeah. even, not even close. So Long Island <laughs> is is big <beyond> Montgomery. <laughs> Long Island is closer to Alabama than you'd think. I will say. <laughs> I've really? been. I mean, I I worked on a political campaign that was it's not Long Island, but it's like if you get outside of Manhattan and Brooklyn. Um, I worked on a political campaign in like Staten Island and like South Brooklyn. Um, it was the only Republican held seat in like the in Congress in the New York City metropolitan area. Um, and it's uh, being in Staten Island, y'all. I mean, it's a little more hilly, but like you could have convinced me I was in Alabama <laughs> talking to the people there. You could have you could have convinced me. How gross. 
Yeah. So, Didi, do you see like Haley's flag in the back? Like, she represents. I, <laughs> I, I love it. I love it. <laughs> so, like, do you guys feel like, you know, Sharia, Haley, Didi, you know, all y'all are part of the LGBT. Just like, do you guys feel like is a difference with you and, um, with other women, you know, you know, straight when heterosexual women and things like that, or do you feel like it's all like one big camaraderie? You mean like the expectations in re- in relationships? Yeah, or are they like expectations, or do you feel like I know Didi talked about a lot about like heteronormative, you know, relationships, like how women, you know, even in the homosexual style, like went like the submissive women should be like taken care of, and like the more dominant women. So like, do you guys feel like that still like you know? big in y'all uh, community, even in like, you know, New York or whatever, Sharia, Didi? I mean, you already know my point of view, like being a more masculine presenting woman, of course, like they, it is still heteronormative ways. Um, a lot of women do, you know, want you to be the breadwinner if you're the masculine presenting woman and they want you, you know, like they would probably prefer to be a housewife and like not work and like stuff like that. Like you want to, they want you to pay all the bills and you know, heteronormative expectations, but no, it's, it's not going on. <laughs> you know, huh. like for me, is we're two women, so I have, yeah. um, I don't want my relationship to have any type of heteronormative ways at all. So, I found because, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, and I'm also not a part of the LGBT community, so I feel like <laughs> taking like words. I just, I just wanted to like jump in there and say that I feel like. 99% of heteronormative like customs are toxic. Exactly. And so, set up to hurt the woman by power dynamics. So right. And even me like seeing it from like, you know, with like heterosexual women and stuff too, I feel like, no, like it shouldn't be like that even with, you know, men. So I feel like men should be worried about that too. Not even just me as a masculine presenting woman. Like it's even more disrespectful for me because I'm a woman. Like I'm like, I ain't even trying to be a man. <laughs> you look like she disagrees. Yeah. Come on, Sharia. Sharia. Sharia look like she disagrees. <laughs> I don't. I don't disagree, but let's be clear. I'm not a part of any community. I'm Sharia. So that's just facts. Um I feel like with heterosexuality, like all of that, I feel like it's up to that specific couple to deem what they want in their couple. Like if they only want to be the housewife, hell be the housewife. I mean, that's, I think it's up to that specific couple and how they want to do 50-50, 100-100, 80-20. Whatever they want to do is up to them. But like collaborative, like making it into like one specific role, I don't think. Okay. I know Carmela had mentioned, you know, uh, amongst me and Didi, you were talking about the Taliban issue. So like Carmela, I know like you were very vast and, you know, know more about that. You want to kind of like, you know, pitch that right now? Sure. Haley, did you have anything to say about what they were talking about before we segue? About gay couples and heteronormativity? Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, well, I really, well, what Dee said, I totally see that in the community. I just wanted to like, yep. Um, but I also think that there's room with if you're not a heterosexual couple, like heteronormativity, it's like this kind of cool freedom of these roles, but then you see them like 
I don't know. I, so I don't know. It's like, I think there's room for, you know, the more masculine presenting person to be um, not as submissive or, you know, there's, I, I think there's like a lot of fun and like playing with um, gender presentation and then like relationship dynamics and them not always mirroring heteronormativity. Um, but then I agree that there it is, I think an issue in the community that they often do or there's an expectation that they do. Um, so it's kind of a, yeah, an interesting dynamic question so Haley yeah. like when you I know like in high school you were um heterosexual but like you know did you like come out and do you feel like <laughs> <laughs> do you feel like you know you were uh you feel like it was easier for you to come out as a woman a white woman like do you feel like you had any problems coming out uh no yeah definitely easier for me um in a lot of ways because of my family it was not horrible um yeah and and being a white woman like not having you know having just like that's a very like um singular struggle um of just like sexuality and I definitely think it was like hard in the south like or because I didn't get those experiences in high school like there was no kind of like gay straight alliance or anything like that for me to like or anyone even at Murphy I feel like that was that I could be like oh that's a queer woman um so that was hard, I think, just to like, because, or I like agonize over it because I'm like, oh, I wish I would have like come into it earlier and like had all these experiences before college. Um, but yeah, coming out, I think is like a super individual thing and it depends on your current circumstances. And like, I was very much, I was like taking gender studies classes and queer theory. So I was like, I don't want to come out like that, like reinforces the closet. And like, I shouldn't have to like make this big announcement. It should just be like how I live my life. Um, so that's where I was coming from. But I definitely feel like being in a place, uh, um, I mean, at college, there was a lot more, there's a queer community and then in New York, it's just everywhere. So it's a lot easier. And I really like, can't imagine having done this in Alabama. So I'm glad that we're talking about gender roles because that creates a natural pathway to what we're about to discuss. So okay. when I was talking to Demetrius yesterday and we were talking about what topics to cover with WAP part two, I felt like a really timely and interesting conversation would be the fall of Afghanistan to the Taliban, which everybody obviously knows about at this point. Um, and I, wanna, I wanted to kind of talk about how gender roles and gender expectations have hurt generations of women in that part of the world. Um, but before I do that, like just to give a little background on how all of this happened, because not a lot of Americans really have a real good understanding of foreign policy and that general broad term of like the war on terror that started in 2000 2001 doesn't really explain anything so to give like a basic gist of it without going too deep into it the taliban first took over control in the 90s in like 1996 the taliban takes control of afghanistan and the taliban's entire purpose full stop is to institute Sharia law in all Muslim countries. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yikes. <laughs> Yikes. It's just funny because that's my name. Oh. <laughs> my name is Sharia. Earlier he said your name and I was like, yeah. <laughs> bad timing. <laughs> yeah. um, but so Sharia law is like, a good way to explain it is, okay, imagine Republicans. Imagine that you take all of their 
religious beliefs and you make it a binding law of the land here. It's like that, except Muslim. <laughs> so that's basically what Sharia law is. Um, the, bad, the bad part about that is that in Muslim societies, the inequality between sexes is much more pronounced than it is in Christianity. And so when you make Sharia law the lay of the land, suddenly you have rules like if a woman wants to take a man to court, she has to have five witnesses in good standing with the church because a woman's word is not valid. Like it's, it's stuff like that. So that's what the Taliban wants. So they want to spread that to Muslim countries. The issue is, is that the Taliban is not satisfied with wreaking havoc on their own citizens. They want to do it to the rest of the world too. That's where the issue comes in. And that's when it becomes our problem. So when 9-11 happened, Osama bin Laden was not in Afghanistan. He was somewhere else. He was like in Iraq. But they sent troops to Afghanistan anyway because they felt like, okay, war on terror, broad sweeping term, we have to go after the Taliban too. Even though they didn't do that. They didn't do 9-11. Al-Qaeda did. Two totally different organizations. So this is why you hear people sometimes say, we should have never been in Afghanistan in the first place. Blah, 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 blah. Anyway, Taliban takes over in the 90s, makes life hell for women. U.S. troops come in, spend the next 20 years fighting against the Taliban so that they'll leave the poor Afghanis alone. Taliban is relentless. Taliban's like, fuck y'all. So they keep fighting. Eventually, it gets to the point where the United States government, starting with Obama's administration, was like, we didn't sign up for all this. We were just here to try to beat the Taliban and help these people out. Now we're like rebuilding a whole nation. We did not sign up for this. So starting in 2008, they tried pulling us out and it didn't work because the Afghanis weren't ready. They finally pull us out. And now what that means for the Afghani women and children, like they're about to be blasted back into the BC times. And so the women in Afghanistan, I feel like are probably the most oppressed people on earth right now. And whereas a lot of people are talking about it, I don't think enough people are talking about the implications that that has on other women around the world. It's like, you know, when Martin Luther King was like injustice anywhere is injustice everywhere type thing. Like, what is this, like what, what's happening in Afghanistan right now? What does that say about the state of like feminism? Like how far have we really come? You know, like if half, if there's an entire section of the world that isn't even allowed to go to school. And when, and how do you respond when someone says you shouldn't be a feminist because you could have it worse. You could be an Afghani woman. Like, how do you even respond to that? So I just wanted to give background on that situation, get everybody else up to speed on like what's going on over there and why. And so we can talk about it. Thank you for that. That was like such a succinct, um, <laughs> yeah. I feel so much more well-versed now. That was like a really um, thorough explanation. I've been reading Obama's book. It's taught me a lot. Really? <laughs> About everything going on over there. Sharia. Um, what, what exactly? <laughs> so like, do you, um, you think that it's like an issue? Like, or do you feel like it doesn't pertain to us? I feel like the United States gonna find some way to put their head in the pot. Um, that's very unfortunate. You know, we have people who don't go to school in Africa. We got people who can't see their family in Mexico, who can't, you know, do anything. It's problems all over the world. I mean, it's problems in America. So it's, it's problems like, everywhere. 
it's, I it's mean, like, yeah, it's problems everywhere. So mm-hmm. it's like, you know, that's just very unfortunate that they got to, you know, take those precautions. But to say that they're the most, um, I forgot your direct verbatim on earth, something you said, I'm sorry. But I don't know, because I feel like it's struggles and it's challenges all over this earth. And I mean, the Taliban, they just doing what, I mean, the they don't have morals. Does what the Taliban does. And they don't have morals. They don't have anything. So it's like to them, they're, this is their job. To them, this is what they're doing for right now. Like this is entertaining to them. This is them gaining power. This is them being them. So, so it's like, I guess a good question, because you're right, like I probably made too much of a general sweeping observation by saying they're the most oppressed because people are struggling everywhere. But so everywhere to expand the conversation, let me just ask this. And it might be a controversial opinion, maybe not for anybody on this call, but for somebody that might be listening. What role does the religion play in women's oppression? This is a terrible question. <laughs> yeah, because I don't know. Mm-hmm. Hey, Wait, I you said what role does religion <laughs> Yeah, I said, I said, what role do you feel like religion plays in the oppression of women around the world, be it the nation of Islam, Christianity, Judaism, whatever? I think first, I think it depends. I think so too, Haley. I think it depends. I think so too. I agree. Depends on what? Uh, Well, I think, I think religions use a tool to oppress women. I think that, and it's a very convenient one. And I think it's a very effective one. I think organized religion, despite, I mean, Christianity oppresses women all the time. And we, and Christians love to point to Islam being like, oh, look at this, this religion, you could have it. Yeah. Like you said, you could have it so much worse and like, they don't let their women, whatever, uncover their head or something. But like there's evangelical, evangelical Christians who like make women wear hats. And so it's like the same there's like a through line for everything and there's I mean in Islam there's you you can't like there's all this stuff about women and menstruation being like this dirty thing and like the old testament is super bad for women mm-hmm. and it just matters like there's the text is there and it's because patriarchy was the environment that organized religion took place in I think so it's like patriarchy I think is infused in all religion um spirituality no you can be religious you can have religion without being oppressive towards women but I think organized religion uh if if it wants to is very effective in in oppressing women I think it's used as a tool to control society so often so I think that means oppressing women so you're saying organized religion isn't the system it's a tool of the system yeah and it's yeah I think so okay I agree Sharia, I know you had uh, mentioned earlier, speaking of oppression, you work at a hardware store. So like, do you feel like- Ooh, Chile. <laughs> Do you feel like, you know, you're the only woman there? Like I know Didi works in logistics. So she was saying that's most like a male job, but you know, Didi is like, she said it, you know, a more dominant female. So like she may fit in that mode. Like you seem like a more, you know, not submissive, feminine. but you know, more feminine. Like, so do you feel like it's different for you? Do you feel oppressed or do you feel like you're just making making your way? Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> Every day. Listen, listen. Because I am a woman of color, because I am young, because I am me, uh, a lot of people don't like that. And because I am literally in charge, like it's my store, I run the whole thing. 
a lot of people don't like that. And especially like my majority of my customers are middle aged white men, maybe four, maybe 35 to 49 around that. And they hate to see me in charge. Like they can't stand it. I get, I get, you're the manager or you're over the store. I get that more than I say hello to people. Like I greet everybody that comes in, but it's like, I like people question my authority because of how I look or because of shit, because of how I look, they question my authority and they question a lot of things like my knowledge when obviously I'm knowledgeable enough to run this shit. So while I'm being questioned, I have no idea. Um, because I'm a woman, you feel like I don't know the difference between a 20 volt battery and a, a, a what? Like, you know, they, they think that my knowledge is supposed to be lackluster because one, I'm a female and two, because I'm a female of color. So they, so she can't be running this. Like she can't do it. I can, I am, I have been, and I, I'm going to continue. So it's like, it's, it's a challenge every day. Like they can't, they can't stand it. Like I, I see the look on, um, like a lot of people faces as they come in and they're just like, where's your manager? Bitch, I'm the manager. How can I help you? And it's like, <laughs> and it's 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 just, oh, it's just seeing that. Um, and then like with a lot of my employees, I had to let a lot of them go for the simple fact that they couldn't grasp that concept. They couldn't get like I'm, I'm not gonna be down your back. I don't micromanage. We're all adults here, except for one person. Um, we are all adults here, and you're going to pull your weight. And a lot of people don't like that either. They don't feel like because I'm young, they feel like I shouldn't have as much control as I do. So it's just a lot of backlash that I get on the daily. I mean, probably within the hour, I have already had like 40 some people question me every day. Do you feel like, you know, um, is it, do you feel like it would be better if you were older you know, you said that you're young and, you know, women of color, you feel like you were older. Do you feel like that would be something a little bit to lessen the problem of you feeling like, you know, you're being questioned all the time? No, I feel like I should be a different race to them. That's what I feel. I feel like it's uh, not even that. I feel like it'll be a different race or I mean, sex. No, because my immediate owner of my building is a woman. So I don't think sex has anything to do with it. I think it's more so of she has long nails. She likes her hair a certain way. Oh my God, are those her real lashes? You know, I think it's more so of my of a cultural difference. That's what I think. And they're not used to it. Being a middle-aged white male, they're always like, what in the world? Like this is who y'all got running y'all store. Mind you, I'm the only one in that bitch that's degreed. I'm the only one. <laughs> like you, you questioning me, but you don't even meet the qualification. What are you doing, baby? What are you doing? What do you have? I mean, <laughs> like, no. So, you know, it's just, it's just a lot. Um, it's just a lot. But and mind you, this isn't even in my career field. Like, this is just something that I'm doing because I enjoy it. And no, of course a black woman who enjoys hardware can't be, you know, of course I can't do it. Of course I can't. Um, I think it's interesting that you said that it's not a sex thing. It's like a culture thing. Mm -hmm. um, it reminds me of this video I was watching the other day when somebody was asking Denzel Washington why he wanted a black director for his movie. And he was like, it's not color, it's culture. 
Martin Scorsese does Italian films about mobsters. And he was like, um, who was it? Steven Spielberg did the Schindler's List. He was like, Steven Spielberg does Schindler's List. He's Jewish, it's his culture. Like he was like, it's not about that. It's about culture. And I think mm -hmm. that white femininity, and, and when I say white and black femininity, I mean like the stereotypes, not like what it actually is, but like how people see it as. I feel like black femininity is compared to white femininity a lot. Um, I find that we as black women, I hope this isn't too general, but I find that we're not taught to mute ourselves as much and to dilute our personalities as much. And so when we're, when we've got the nails and we've got the hair and we've got the, the lashes or we, we, we're not like, we're not scared of wearing like colors and things like that. I find that people look down on that because it's a version of femininity that they were taught was not okay. Mm -hmm. So Didi, what do you feel like, you know, how's your, you know, workplace, has it been still the same? Do you feel like, you know, are you making, <clears throat> are you making progressions in your area? Cause I know it's more masculine as well. I think that it's time to still the same. I mean, I don't really get too much backlash or anything like that. People don't question me. Um, Cause I mean, most of it, I don't have to see people in person. So that's the difference. Like, you know, um, I mean, and then it's not, I don't have to, Hey, how are you? And, you know, try to play this little game with people or like try to act nice and stuff like that. Cause if somebody get rude with me, I'm getting rude right back in my field. Like it's logistics is no kind of filtering what we're doing. So, um, you know, men get all right. I get all right too. Like, you know, <laughs> so, and I, I, I deal with mostly white men as well. A lot of truck drivers um, on the daily. And I mean, um, it's a male dominated field, but I don't think, I mean, as a woman, as long as you're doing your job, and you know what you're talking about, people give you respect kind of type of thing. And I think that's because I'm doing most of the work over the phone too. So you can hear me, you know that I'm a woman, but at the same time, like you hear that I know what I'm doing. So it's no kind of backlash or like question of authority there. So as Didi was saying, like she felt like, you know, there's no difference in her, you know, she was saying she you know, Tree and Didi both said they live, they live, they work with white men. So, you know, and they basically don't really have a lot of problems, but you know how women can still have those problems in workforce. Like, you know, with the whole act, like this new show is coming out, American Crime Story made by Ryan Murphy. So it's uh, about Bill Clinton and Monica Lewinsky. And I'm bringing this up because I feel like Monica really got the short end of the stick. Like she got slander. She had like no job. Like she probably wanted to be in the political feel but like what is she doing now she's literally living off of the scandal with bill clinton and i feel like bill got off scot-free and a part of me feels like you know it takes two to tango and i also still feel like truthfully this may sound a little bad but i still think it's more so monica's fault because <laughs> monica shouldn't have been running her mouth and telling people that she was sleeping with the president I still think that she should have kept that, you know, to herself in her puss box. But that's nonetheless. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I do not have sexual relations with that woman. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Lying ass. <laughs> like, do you feel like he should have been reprimanded too? Or do you feel like he got off? Yeah. Or, do you feel, or do you feel like Absolutely. if it was Obama, like, do you feel like they would have dragged him down? Like, what do y'all think? Oh, thinking? my God. Obama wouldn't have <laughs> even been able to have an intern that looked like that and was that young. Literally. Yeah. No, ma'am. They would have dragged his ass out of the White House by his ankle. 
Yeah. <laughs> like that would have uh-huh. like Trump's first week in office, Obama could have never done. Oh, Trump, yeah. Come on. <laughs> wait, <laughs> wait, Haley, did you vote for Trump? Because on your Instagram page it said like racist. <laughs> she said, hell no. What did you, you say? Oh, okay. <laughs> my bad, my bad, my bad. Wait, what did you my um what is my Instagram say? I thought you said like, like the voting thing. You was like red. Oh wait, no, it said blue. It said blue. My bad. It said blue. It said blue. Oh, <laughs> my just, God. Like, so offended. Stuff. No, no, yeah, I did not. Yeah, I'm flattered that you would continue talking to me if you I'm even sorry. thought that. I'm sorry. I mean, I don't I don't care. I don't, you know. I care. You know. <laughs> I care. I'll cut you out of my life. Uh, I want to say, you said Monica should have kept her mouth shut. I think so. To, to an extent, you're right. But I want to point out, and a lot of people don't remember this, Monica told her friend what was going on. Her she friend set her up yeah. and told the reporters. That's what people don't know. But still, yeah. you know what you're doing. You should. But there was, but life. it was so. This was now, out you of can control because there was a conspiracy. <laughs> can, I don't think it's a lot of Yeah. Also, also, it was she was a pawn in this. Lo- have you have you listened to Slow Burn or have you heard of Slow Burn the podcast? I haven't. It's really good. It's like investigative, and they do one season on this, and it's like the amount of like like the Republicans were trying to get Bill Clinton for like anything. They were just like throwing things at the wall. There was this whole like the like star investigation like there was this whole kind of already people were like at arms trying to like get him for something and there was like a couple things that fell through and then this happened to happen and then yeah her friend leaked what she told her to this reporter who was already like out for Bill Clinton's throat and so it's like she just became this it's so unfortunate and I hear what you're saying it's like yeah if you're sitting with the president like but she was like 22 years old and like I would have told my friend like that's crazy yeah I would have called my Monica and been like girl you're not gonna believe this but yeah you know. oh right you are you feeling period off gate immediately girl let me tell you <laughs> I mean, <that> okay <laughs> what you say <laughs> I don't think it's Monica's fault I think it's Clinton's fault because Clinton is the one who made those vows. Clinton is the one who got married. Clinton is the one who gave a ring, got down on that one knee. Monica don't owe him nothing. Mm-hmm. Bill Clinton took an oath and a vow to this world, to his wife, to his kids. He is the one that fucked up. Not Monica. Don't right. do my good stuff like that. Right. Monica was doing what she knew how to do at a 22-year-old woman you know climb her way to the top no different than uh what's her name kim kardashian no different than marilyn monroe what she did was what she knew how to do at that time that's what she knew how to do and honey if you olivia pope knew what to do if anybody is familiar with scandal but you know but think about it though monica was 22 and as we say like of course we probably would have been like girl like i don't see what would be like you know what i'm saying but still i feel like if you doing something like that, like you, you already like you. This man is like the top of the top, like the king, the cream of the crop. And you, I wouldn't tell nobody. Like but I would to friend be or fair, not, friend to or be not. Fair, I would give her the benefit of the doubt. She yeah. was young. She was young. She, she was in love. Absolutely. And she, she, she wasn't just. 
uh, it wasn't just like a like they were they, they like said I, like she was like in love with him right like yeah. I don't think that she was I, like I think we should even give her the benefit of the doubt she might not have been trying to climb her way to the top she probably genuinely thought that I don't think so her. she was yeah. doing what Hillary couldn't do period <laughs> And uh, <laughs> she was doing what Hillary couldn't do, and they got mad. Like, like Haley said, they was trying to throw anything at that man anyway. So this was the perfect opportunity, mm-hmm. you know. Leave, leave yeah. Monica out of this, especially for the like prude Republican. And I, I, mean, I think even if they did sleep together, it shouldn't have been anybody's business. It, I yeah. don't think it should have been enough to make him not the president. Like just because you have different puritanical values on sex doesn't mean you know like cheating on your wife is not is not grounds for removal from office Martin Luther King cheated on Coretta and he is still you know Martin Luther King cheated on Coretta and everybody still you know don't say anything about him or white women Republicans are extremely hypocritical and shameless and spineless and they do all kinds of crazy shit like they are constantly getting caught with a little 22 year old call boy in their hotel room cheating on their wife Yes, like like illegal stuff, like illegal, like big, like <laughs> Jesse Epstein type shit that they be yeah. doing, but they like, want to be no. the party of God. So, but you know, so in regards to the Monica thing, so like, do you still feel like women will be treated like that today? Like that was back in the nineties, you know, things yeah. are a little bit more reserved. So, do you feel like, say, you know, like Brittany, say, say, Didi was talking to say, like the CEO of her company was a female, and she started hitting on Didi. Like, do you feel like Didi would still get slandered? Like, do you feel like she still would get, you know, or just is she like, married? Is the lady married? Yeah, the, like, say, the lady's exactly lifestyle, just like Bill. Mary. It's just the plot know. of the new L Word season. Right. <laughs> this is just I feel like it's a little different because then it will be a gay thing. Like you know what I'm saying? So it'll be a little different. She'll probably get slandered. Well, she'll if she's a woman, she'll probably get slandered the worst. It, it probably wouldn't be the focus on me because they'd be like, oh, she gay. <laughs> like you know what I'm saying? Like it wouldn't even be nothing by cheating or oh, she she met. Oh, a, a woman and a masculine person. Oh, that's you know what I'm saying headlines yeah. right there. Period. Like, <laughs> yeah. But as far as like today, like double standards, it still exists. Like it don't matter what's going on. They always gonna they always gonna slander the woman worse than the man. Look at Chloe and Tristan. Every time that lady get cheated on, they be slandering her so damn bad, oh, and they don't say nothing about Tristan. Like I, you know what I'm saying? To be fair, the era and Ken, like the era and Ken, the whole situation. Right. Mm. So y'all don't like, think, not to like change the subject, y'all don't think Chloe is like clown of the year? She's definitely she is, now she is a clown, but at the same time though, why <laughs> are you not Tristan for all of this team, Lord? Okay, so you're saying double standard, so what if the baby, so what if a female, what if Megan Thee Stallion made the gay comment like the baby did? Do you feel like she would be taken? taken oh, we finna bash her, like here. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. I, don't yeah. So. I don't think so. You I think y'all so? be like, girl, Megan, yeah, like, you better girl. No, 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 you can't. She might not have gotten canceled though. Who was is this? Uh, mm, actually, I don't know enough about it, this to talk on it. But didn't like Azalea say like a bunch of stuff, and we're like, oh, Azalea Banks. Yeah, mm-hmm. I feel like she say like a bunch a of problematic stuff. She is a troll because <laughs> she's, she's irrelevant in any music that she does. Is. So she <laughs> like that. She that's where she get her relativity from. Right. Like she's a troll. Like she trolls Relevant. She sucks. Did you see her double XL freestyle? She sucks. It was terrible, but it's okay. 
I've never heard anything good about either of those two women. Every time I hear somebody mention Corley Ray or Azalea Banks, they hate them. Like, mm. at- and that's, I, you know, this has nothing to do with the topic, but people, I have no, what I do not know why people bash Corley Ray because she's actually really talented. She has dope music. She must have got you on her payroll. Double, look, her, her double XL freestyle was trash. Like, I say when she's trash, she's trash, but she's you a can't say that the girl. She, she had these folks around here doing a whole, everybody. I got that's it. Like, that's all she did. That's all she did. Okay, but she's a TikToker. Okay, she's specific for TikTok. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Like, Benzino, come all get right. your daughter. <laughs> Leave Corey to wear along. So, Demetrius. Uh huh. To Demetrius. Uh huh. I wanted to talk about your question. What question? You said, would it be the same thing today? Mm-hmm. First of all, the Monica Lewinsky thing happened when I was like two. It was not that long ago. Like, it's not like this happened a century ago. Okay. And we had some huge reform and like revolution. Like, ain't shit happened. People still leave, people still dress like it's 1996. So, yeah, definitely yeah. back around. We've yeah. not moved much. Like, the, the needle has not moved much. Like, Britney just got done being owned by her daddy. Like, just like last week. Okay. Yeah, so, I'd say that too. Oh, sorry. No, no, I was just saying, like, no, it would totally be the same today because yeah. there, I mean, every single time I get on Instagram and I go to the comment section of any of those meme pages, all I see is patriarchal shaming. Like, that's all I see. Like, I don't know what's, I don't know if the men are okay today. Like, I don't know what's bothering them. But not okay. they are not doing too hot. Like not I have that. seen more hate toward women on the internet lately than I have ever seen since I've been on the internet. So you think it's more hate for women than it is for men now? Yes. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> One thousand percent. I yeah. think men still I feel get confident get in that bit, I think men get slandered a good bit too. Only when they do oh, like um, stuff to get slandered for. Like right. you know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> you do stuff and like. I feel like a lot of their stuff get overlooked. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, if it has anything to do with a woman, they they slander the women. But when you just outright outright homophobic, outright stupid, like, you know what I'm saying? We finna slander you. You yeah, you, like now, you have to be slandered. Like, we finna come for you, period. Slan- slander is not accountability. Accountability is not slander. Those are not the same thing. <laughs> right, so. Demetrius has a problematic comment. <laughs> it's interchangeable accountability and slander because I feel like I don't think so. <laughs> I just feel like you know, I, okay, women as a whole, yes, you guys get you know slandered more, but I feel like you know if it's talking about a black man and a black woman, I think we both equally. But if it's like you know men versus like you know, another race of a woman other than black, I feel like men will get taken down more. So I think you black, feel, I, I'm sorry? So you feel like black men today in 2021 get slandered more than women? White women. Not than black women. I, can I see, see what you're saying. Yeah, I can see more than like, I can see like black men get slandered more than like white women and Asian women, but like, you know, black women. Yes, I think black women get a little bit more slander but sometimes y'all when when we when we give y'all accountability it's oh my gosh we're being attacked you know i don't think i don't think you know black men get as much uplifting as black (laughs) women do i think that's (laughs) because 
Um, I was about to say something really problematic. Oh, <laughs> he's right now because he's a black man. <laughs> I just feel like I'm attacked every day, though. Like, I feel like I'm attacked every day. <laughs> by by white people or by like because I because fair. Like, okay, well, okay. Let's say it's like me and per- me personally. Like, I feel like I'm attacked by everybody because okay, I'm not the stereotypical black guy. Like, I don't sag. I don't have like muscles. I don't, you know gangbang and feel like that or like I don't you know I have like normal tendencies like I don't I don't really smoke I don't drink I don't do nothing stuff like that you know nothing all black guys like that but you know in media that's what a lot of black guys portray and that seems like cool so like I may get like oh you lame or you probably gay and all stuff like that and I get all these attacks and I feel like you know that's I guess I'm speaking up for me per se I feel like that's like the the this type of black guy gets attacked more than other but this is feedback from other men yeah yeah see well so i think that men is the issue though. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, right. yes, that's like that's like self-policing of gender roles and i think like toxic masculinity and gender like division and inequality like perpetuates this like oh you have to fit into this box otherwise you're not valid in the whole system women say like you know well you're not the type of guy that i want to be with but then they go and be with somebody like you know who is just over, over stereotypical to me. I do agree that there are a ton of women, myself included, who tend to be more attracted to the bad boy archetype. But I also think that we can furthermore blame that on men because men have created this culture that, that their counterparts, their male counterparts who don't exhibit aggression, violence, anger, possession, dominance, are less manly. And so we're all conditioned to believe that you have to act like Joe Rogan in order to be a man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but but I feel like more and more so women are asking for more from men. You know, like we can, like back in like the 60s, you couldn't really ask too much. As long as you pay the bills, that's all I need. At least you're not beating my ass every day. Like, you know, like that was... <laughs> You know, but like as time has gone on, I feel like women expect more from men. They expect them to be more of an equal partner. You know, like they expect them to be more emotionally available. What is an equal partner? Hmm? What is an equal partner? What does that mean? I mean, somebody who carries just as much, somebody who performs just as much emotional labor for the family and household as you do. So 50-50. Unpaid labor. Right. So so 50-50. It doesn't necessarily mean 50-50 financially. I'm just saying, like, I find that in romantic relationships, women carry the majority of the burdens in heteronormative cis relationships. I get what you're saying. I feel like that's why a lot of women are um, liking masculine presenting women. Like, just in that aspect, when you say emotional... (laughs) For real, like, you know, that's literally why I feel like a lot of women are resulting to masculine presenting women. And, like, you think so? they don't want men. So, <laughs> Do you me? think so? Haley, okay. Like, I, yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. Haley, what are you <laughs> like, asking, like, are you more, you don't seem like the more masculine presenting woman, Haley. What are yeah. you? Um, <laughs> what are you? Uh, I, oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Let me think about it. I am. I identify as someone who is like generally more attracted to masculine presenting women or mask of center. Um, and I, and I 
see what you're saying. I'm not invalidating your experience. Like that exists. And I see it every day. I see the fans that are like, oh, I just want to, you know, woman to take care of me. And like, I get that. Um, and I think that like, like for the longest time, I was like, I don't like men, um, but I'm attracted to something like some like masculine aspects. Um, and I think like when you remove masculinity from like cis men, it opens up a masculinity to be this like not toxic or not inherently toxic and not inherently rude in oppression of other human beings, um, like field of expression. And, and also doesn't have to correlate with any of these because like men are like masculinity, meaning like providing for your family and um, you know, I don't know, repressing your emotions and all this stuff is built on patriarchy and that's built on like men. And like, we don't have to model masculinity after men. Like it can exist without them. Um, so I think like, but I think it's harder for people to let go because we're socialized within like mm-hmm. strict, like masculine, like if a woman is dressing like a man, it's because she's copying men or if you're wearing, if you're like acting, you know, emotionally removed, you're acting like a man. And I think that that's, I think removing that from um, from biological so sex is like- I think like the binary- the, bi- the gender binaries are like the issue, like seeing it as a masculine trait or a feminine yeah. trait is the issue. Right, right, right. <laughs> well, I think you can see it as masculine and feminine traits. I think the issue is when you assign that, when you say, oh, a woman's being masculine, that means she's acting like a man. Um, and then I think some people see that and they're like, oh, that means that I can like rely on you like I was taught to rely on men and like yeah. kind of like get all my like patriarchal shit and like put it on you. Um, and I think that's like a problem for everyone to work through. <laughs> um, but I like, just like, I think it's in my experience possible to be attracted. To, I don't think I'm attracted to masculine women because I want someone to like have my family or something. <laughs> like, I don't know. Um, I don't want to be a housewife. I don't want to be their housewife. I just like think it's attractive. Um, I just want to say that, you know, um, I, I like Haley's response. I like your response because I wish more women were like you. But, um, you know, the toxic masculinity and all that stuff, it does exist in the LGBT community, though. Um, you know, kind of, you know, what I was saying and stuff like that. So, you know, it's, it's stereotypes and stuff over here as well. Um, like I was saying earlier, you know, they want you to pay the bills and they want you to do this and that. And I mean, even like, you know, because men, they still had that idea too, like, oh, y'all want to be men or like, oh, well you know, how you gonna date a woman that's dressing like a man, just be with a man and stuff like that. You you don't get it, do it. Like, you know what I'm saying? You mm-hmm. still don't get it. Like, we're that's, not trying to be men, we're women. Yeah. <laughs> that's a good point to like, to Haley's point, because like I, like I have a very like dominant, dominant personality or I have like a lot of ambition. And saying that that's trying to be like a man is extremely problematic. Right. So women can't have ambition. Right. Exactly. Like, like women can't take exactly. up space. Yeah. You know? So I get what you're saying. Sorry, I was saying, so th- does that sound like you're, they're trying to silence women or like control women? They're always trying to silence women. I think right. what we've done is we've taken human aspects and we've attributed them to men. So like, like so <laughs> ambition right. is like, oh, you're being like a man. I'm like, wait, why do they get that? You know? <laughs> <laughs> and I actually, I seen a TikTok today of this guy um, and he was, answering question apparently he's like kind of feminine and stuff but he's a straight guy 
and he was just basically saying like men can have a feminine side too so it's kind of like vice versa like you know I feel like it's not seen as much with men like embracing their feminine side because you know of course they probably automatically oh you gay but you know he was basically saying I'm it's okay like I'm not insecure I'm embracing my feminine side and I also only like women like I would never be gay like you know anything like that so it's vice versa like Femininity isn't exclusive to women. Masculinity isn't exclusive exclusive to men. Right. Yeah. I like that. That's that's really good. Really good explanation. Do y'all feel like masculinity is undergoing some sort of evolution? And on that same vein, do you think femininity is too? I think femininity is. It's becoming a movement. And I feel like it's its own movement and it's becoming its own evolution of building up confidence to voice your thoughts on femininity because before now I honest to be honest like before like 2018 or so I ain't had nobody saying they're feminist I ain't never heard that and until like I think it got popular or it got in style for people yeah for people to say and that was like 2018 I hadn't heard anybody say that so I do believe femininity is becoming a uh, evolution or like a movement and with that you know you're saying like the confidence sharia i feel like women have a lot more well <clears throat> on social media that i see i think women have a lot more confidence than men because like you know it's just like lizzo for instance she's a bigger woman she's doing whatever she want to do on social media and i love mm-hmm. it like i think plus size women are like showcasing their body more it's not always just the stick figures but i feel like men it's always the same chiseled body mm. nice chest nice arms like you don't even with like little nas like little nas hair style like people well, that are like pushing. like you know little nas is that one person but i feel like i don't see a lot of little nas like i see a lot yeah, of right. like you know um let me think of there's like more the babies than little nas's right 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 right, right. but there's That's always an outlier there's always an outlier and because always be little nas yes because he's an outlier is why he's receiving so much backlash because he's different because he's not a the baby but he's also a gay man so i feel like gay men they they have that femininity and and confidence like you get what i'm saying so a lot of them they are out there and stuff like that so i feel like gay men and confidence are together basically well, mm-hmm. no, not necessarily, but because you know, some some masculine men or like you know that has nothing to do with uh, femininity. They can be confident as well, but just just like you were saying, like more women or you see confidence in more women. I feel like gay. That's why you see it in gay men. Like they're more out there. They're more outspoken, and they're like more, mm-hmm. you know, going against the grain type thing. I find that gay men enjoy more freedom than straight men do. I also think gay men are very like feed off of women. I think I think I think literally women are like black women. I think black women and their attributes and their mannerisms are so like powerful. Everybody what everybody wants like everybody they're stolen by gay men and then and then funny they're so beautiful they just like everything about them like people people love to bring them down but they use everything that they do. Like, yeah, right. yeah, that's America. Like, yeah. not just gay men. I feel like America right, right. does that in general. Everybody yeah. loves the persona of a black woman, but they don't want you to be a black woman. But they love what right. you do. Right. That's right. just, and that's what I experience at my job all the time. So it's just they love that you're outspoken, yeah. but when you're outspoken to right. them, oh, it's a problem. Yeah, 
Okay, then it's, you, a, it's an issue. It's a miracle we do, but when we do it, it's an issue. You know it's a problem. Like, oh, <laughs> like one time, it's just so real. She gonna keep. She gonna put you in check. That Sharia is a bitch because she just told me to be quiet. Like, no, like <laughs> clock out and go home. Not <laughs> clock out and go home. <laughs> Meanwhile, like when gay men do it, they're like sassy and like, okay. yes, queen, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So Haley, do you feel like you know, as a white woman, do you feel like you um, do attributes you know of black women, or do you feel like you have a lot of, uh, or do you feel like you're just confident in yourself? Um. I'm pretty confident in myself, but uh, but I definitely see. I think there. I saw this in a, a TikTok, and also it's just like kind of a well-known thing that like um, we. I think straight white women specifically. I don't feel myself really doing this or see this in like my community, but like straight white women will like steal things from like gay men um, who have gotten them from black women. So we're all just kind of like taking from black women and not not giving credit where it's due and not appreciating and not um actually valuing those characteristics when they come from black women um but yeah I definitely see you know like the straight white girl like wanting her like gay best friend um because he's so like sassy and she gets to be like uh, and I definitely see that still yeah. happening all the time <laughs> um yeah so I, I mean I think we've gotten everything from black women and we don't realize it so I I wanted to say, Demetrius, you said that gay men tend to, like, feed on, like, Black female, like, mannerisms and energies and things like that. Mm -hmm. I think that embracing your feminine side and embracing, like, that divine feminine energy just makes you a more powerful person in general, regardless of who you are. And I think that Black, Black female, like, Black women's femininity has been the model Mm -hmm. for culture for hundreds of years and so it's funny that white femininity is held as superior when really all of this comes from black women but i think that the reason men in general are having such a difficult time right now is because they work overtime to suppress their feminine side mm -hmm. and that think that creates a lot of anger and a lot of tension it's like in euphoria with nate yeah. right i don't know if anybody's ever seen euphoria but yeah it's like me like if he would just embrace who he was and embrace that side of himself he probably would not be a raging psychopath but he is right yeah no. and that's like the thesis on every all of like you could talk like theory and patriarchy all day but like at the end of the day it's like the the like sentence is that we're all just trying to like if we gotta all just break down what we've been like taught and internalized for like the cause of some other like oppressive system and get closer to just ourselves yeah. people would be if we weren't having like this allegiance to these like harmful ideas about who we should be if then. if women weren't powerful they wouldn't try to suppress us so much just like if your vote exactly. didn't count, they wouldn't right. try to suppress that vote so like go like full circle back in afghanistan if women were not a threat to the male order over there then they wouldn't go out of their way to beat them down like wow. we don't beat down dogs like we don't try to oppress dogs because they're not about to overthrow our world. You know, right. I, so it's just, this is so off topic, but <laughs> I was driving from the park and I was like, I would feel so much worse if I ran over a baby than a dog because like, but I just feel like people cherish <laughs> their dogs <laughs> so much. But sorry, that was off topic. <laughs> but oh my god, I wanted to say you were saying about powerful. So I know we talked about this on the part one. So, but Sheree and Haley. 
do you guys ever think there will be a woman president? Yeah, um, I think it's gonna take. Uh, I think it's there should have already been one. Like it's just ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> and then I mean, I think it just indicates how far we are from where we think we are. And I, I think like I rem- I don't know if you guys remember there was like um, it's like twenty sixteen maybe there was like the year someone comes out with like a word of the year that like shouldn't exist anymore or should like be taken out of the dictionary or something. Uh, and the, the word that year was like feminism and there was this huge backlash flash about it. Um, and they eventually apologized, but it was like this, like, I think there's this sense less so now, but like a couple years ago, or especially like when we were in high school, I remember um, it's like, Oh, we don't need that anymore. Like we did that. Like it was the seventies, they burned the bras and like, we're past that. Like, look at women, they can drive and work and like, earn money and it's fine um I'm just saying look at them they have the bare minimum yeah it's, it's, everyone's fine <laughs> yeah <laughs> meanwhile like we're seeing it's just not the case like it, the power structures evolve when we make any kind of gains right which is why men are mad right now because people are mad when we make change and the system and the system adapts and and finds different hopefully less effective ways to oppress you um but the I think that the election was like a huge wake up call because I, in my mind, I was in like gender studies classes. I was like, I can't wait for we, us to have the first female president today. No doubt in my whole mind. <laughs> um, and I think it was like a huge wake up call for a lot of people because it was like, oh yeah. And I think it's necessary because now we see like a lot of things that we are more behind than people would like us to believe on. Uh, even with quarantine, like the the division of labor in the home is like, coming to light about how much falls on women um, and how much women have to sacrifice and are expected to sacrifice in their relationships. Like, yeah. So to answer your question, I think there will be a female president and I don't know when, and I don't think it's going to be as soon as we would like. <laughs> I mean, we already have a female VP. So True. why wouldn't we? I mean, we've already beat the odds with a black president. So why wouldn't we eventually have one? I feel like, like Haley said, it may not be as soon as we think, but I don't think it's going to be, I mean, if Trump could be president, I could be president. So I feel like, I mean, my cat, my cat can be the president. (laughs) So I feel like, why wouldn't we be able to have a female president? Honestly, I think it's bound to happen because apparently they're just throwing out buy one, get one free. The bar is um, Right, but the bars broke. We threw the bar away. (laughs) Why wasn't Hillary selected? Because well, (laughs) Hillary, yeah, because one Monica, you know, Bill, (laughs) the scandal. Because they feel like we already put them in the house. We ain't gonna put them back in here. And more stuff that happened. Then they brought up her health. They brought up like her. I think like what she's going through with her uh, her health status. They brought that up, and they were saying that she isn't physically capable to to have the role but then you have a diabetic who is eating mcdonald's six times a day with no bun and extra ketchup on everything so has a bunch I mean, of emails that are concerning <laughs> so literally so i mean i don't feel like you know with hillary she tried so many times good job hillary you know a for effort but maybe eventually i feel like we would have a female president eventually but i don't think it's going to be anytime soon that we would. I know we only have like 
one minute left or whatever, but I just wanted to go ahead and throw this out and say, you remember how we were talking about how religion is like a tool used against women pretty often. So -hmm. like that whole story of Adam and Eve and how Eve was just so deceitful and so evil. And she tricked poor unassuming Adam into ruining the whole world. And oh my God, all women are like this. All women are wicked. I think that played into Hillary not being elected as well. People had problems trusting her. Trump was an out loud con man, has been since the 70s, and people still trusted him. Yeah, it was over this career politician woman. Crazy. It's great. And people were like, oh, it's just because she's Hillary. Like, if it was another woman like Elizabeth Warren, I'd vote for her. And then. No, because they called Elizabeth Warren a snake. (laughs) Like, literally using the symbolic biblical symbol, snake. Like, they, like, women are just seen as wicked. Women are not to be trusted. That's what. So, like, find the nearest douche like frat boy jock you can and one of his main tenants is not trusting these bitches so (laughs) throw that out there they said Mm -hmm. men so they said men lie so much that they don't even think you did (laughs) 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 i always always have the meme where it'd be like when the man be like why didn't you get no sleep last night and the woman say there's no there's no risk for the wicked (laughs) (laughs) but this was an amazing, an amazing call. Thank you so much, Haley and Sharia, for joining. Is there Thanks anything? Having me. Is there anything that you guys want to say before we get off? Thank you guys for having me. I enjoyed my time here. I hope if y'all do have any other guests that you can uh, invite me in. So yeah, that's about it. Thank you guys, Haley. Yeah, thank you so much. I love talking about this stuff and uh, I feel like I'm like starved especially after COVID so I this was an awesome time thanks for having me I'm happy to do this again anytime thank you and Carmela and Didi is there anything you guys want to say before we peace out good I don't I'm excited for this season though I know we're going to y'all team her her. (laughs) her all right guys peace out Bye, Bye, y'all.